Hello, I'm Vada. I'm Carlo. And you're listening to VCR. Again, good for you. <laughs> you haven't turned us off yet. Congratulate yourself. So today we are exploring a, a topic that all of us can relate to. One that all of us have been through, provided that you are over the age of, you know, 15, probably. And even 15 is iffy. Uh, but we are exploring breakups. Worst breakups, maybe a good breakup. You never know. There, there might be a such thing. Sometimes they're a breakup. blessing. Yes. Oh, my God. Definitely a blessing. And breakups that were our fault, breakups that were someone else's fault. And what do we do to recover from these breakups? It is a, what do they say? Um, time heals all wounds. Yeah, that, and, that, that's uh, a pretty good lie. Yeah. Uh, you know like they always say time heals all wounds like ah that's some bullshit there (laughs) (laughs) it takes a little more than that if you want if you want to heal right if you break a leg don't just wait on it get it set yeah get get a cast work on it don't exacerbate the problem and eventually it will get better but it does take work (laughs) it does it does you can't just you know, like, oh, time will heal it. No, motherfucker, go to the doctor. <laughs> Address the issue. There's there's a bone popping out of that. What the fuck is wrong with you? There is a idea, something I've heard tell, that every guy got dumped in high school and never got over it, and that's the current state of dating. You know, I, I can believe that. I can totally believe that. I think... I've seen it a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I think the reason that's kind of a little bit true and significant is the fact that, you know, when you first start dating, you never forget the first person who who dumped you. So I guess that's kind of a mm-hmm. significant thing. But I think that should be true for both sexes, both males and females. Like, you always remember Absolutely. the first jerk who, who dumped you for whatever reason. But even if, it, even if it didn't come to dumping, or even if it doesn't come from like a, a, a normal breakup, person who broke your heart, even yeah. if you're the one dumping them, they did something that necessitated it, or the reality is you weren't as happy as you'd hoped or thought you'd be. Mm-hmm. Communication wasn't there, the love wasn't there, whatever wasn't there, whatever wasn't working for you, having to end it, that's still that's still a heartbreak. No, and it, it's definitely that pain that we remember. You know, that like, oh, my God, you're so amazing. And like, oh, my God, I made a mistake. (laughs) You know, those things kind of happen. So let's jump into it. Carlo, do you have a process, a method, if you would say, to help you get over a heartache or or a breakup? What, What is the Carlo method? to get over someone who just hurt you. Right. Well, um, it's a handful of things because just like any relationship should and is going to be different from another, it it doesn't really do to have like, this is the tried and true method. I've been broken up with so many times. <laughs> but at first I go to ha- get some Haagen-Dazs, then I watch beaches. It, it's not necessarily a locked in thing, but um, broad strokes, things that I've, really help me get back on my feet when once i'm knocked down jumbawamba style <laughs> is the the things that made life great outside of that person 
if I'm always going back to our restaurant to go to our park or going to our dungeon, that makes it so much that this is my day to day is so wrapped up in this other person that I no longer have a self identity, which is already a bad sign in a relationship. You should have a self identity as a, as a single person. And this is a partner that you are trying to fight the world with. That's the goal. So I jump back into hobbies. Usually I, I'm still active in my hobbies, but I let them take a little bit of a, they put them in the front seat and let them kind of do the job. Uh, for me, that's podcasting has always been a thing. Uh, I go play more D&D because I'm a massive fucking nerd. Um, I got a new cat. <laughs> um, and I hang out with friends. It's very important to have friends outside of your significant other. You should be friends with, with your significant other. You should get along with your significant other's friends. But there's no, there's no issue with having that a delineation between these are your friends. And we get along great. And these are my friends and y'all get along fine. And at the end of this, I know who's coming with me and who's going with you. And that's, and that's okay. That's, we happen. We don't have, there doesn't have to be animosity, although there very often is. And it very, it's rife with that. It's very likely to have animosity because you're separating. So that's why it's so important to have those people you can call on. Like, for example, if I started seeing someone, uh, no matter how cool they are, I have dibs on you. You don't get to go like, oh, but they're cool. No, fuck no. Fuck you, dibs. You stay with me. You're mine. <laughs> You're stuck with me. <laughs> this is how it's going to work, see? <laughs> yeah. So, And I think it's important and very healthy to reach out. And with the adjustment of just time in the day, if in a 24-hour uh, day, you, were gonna, you spent two to six hours or whatever amount of time with them a day, that's no longer a thing. And if you just dwell and do those same things and focus on their absence, you're not going to you're not even going to start to get better. Do something new. Do something you love that doesn't concern them. Hang out with people you care about that don't rely on her presence or his presence to be your friend. Yeah. And cultivate those things in life in general is going to make any day better. That, that's that's an interesting method. I mean, that that really is. So you're just saying, kind of get back in there, get into the swing of things again. You know, don't don't let it hold you down. You know, just you know, if you if you're into D and D, you go do D and D. If you're into going to a particular restaurant, you go to that. You don't let those things stop you. Just kind of continue. Um, yeah. Kind of like that. The the British stiff up a lip, carry on. You know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not, and I'm in no way advocating not processing it. Mm -hmm. If you need. If, I, I am a cry every night uh, or bum around the morning and just look forlorn and sad. I, I could be a complete sad, uh, sad sack of shit all morning. Then I go to work and I'm at work. Let's, let's do work. Well, let's, let's like, let's get an A plus kind of day. And then I feel bummed out at during lunch. I have meal. Uh, I try not to think about it too much. I process it. Uh, I hang out with the people and they're like, Hey, how you doing? I'll get better. What are you into? What's up with you? You know, find someone else's day, make their fucking day. And that'll help you get through those moments when you can get back to processing it. So, so don't make it so much about yourself. Maybe just, maybe just a little bit of avoidance, but not so much about yourself. <laughs> yeah. Huh. You're, you're, you're side, you sidestep it. You give it room. Mm -hmm. You don't run from it. Pretend it's not happening. I'm actually not a big fan of the, uh, the Hallmark movie method of like, I just went through a bad breakup. I guess you did. Um, and I have enough, I'm going to go on vacation and 
I guess I'm going to fuck uh, that dude in the, uh, that I just met over there. I don't think that's a, like the getting over someone means getting under someone else. I don't think that's healthy. This is like, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. And and Hallmark is just so unrealistic. It's, and plus we can't afford to go do that. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a pandemic. We we don't make enough to do that. And it is a pandemic. And, uh, you know, in all honesty, uh, Hallmark is just the most like no one's Christmases are like that. I hate the Hallmark Christmas things because it's like, oh, we have this log cabin nestled into the snow and hot cocoa and sweat. Bitch, it is Houston, Texas. We are (laughs) sweltering in December. (laughs) We are wearing shorts and a (laughs) t-shirt. Well, there's no hot cocoa. There's no nestle. We're not, we're definitely not turning on the fireplace. The only fire we're lighting is for a barbecue. <laughs> Every time I go to someone like this, like someone I know has a, a, nice, a really nice house, like we just got this new house, like it's amazing. Why the fuck did you get a fireplace? Yeah, you know, it, it is, it, you're never gonna need that. <laughs> no, honestly, it's just decorative down here. I mean, it really is. You don't use it very often, if anything. Oh, uh, so what can you say? It's just strange. But uh, when when I was young and beautiful, it, it did help a lot having the op- having friends that were like, "Oh, you you seem sad. Do you want to go just fool around and not have strings attached?" That I felt did help though, because it, it, it was it, still like we were friends. Mm-hmm. Like so, we were, like we still had like a a peaceable, respectful, kind friendship, but with orgasms. There you that go. was nice. That's you not know, always an option these days because I'm old and weird looking, but. <laughs> a good orgasm solves a lot of issues i find <laughs> well it puts every, it puts all your issues and all your problems like 20 minutes away uh, you know, <laughs> it just it pushes it back for 20 minutes it's like that, that's not so bad you know yeah I, I, i'm fine i'm fine <laughs> then you go off and cry in the shower because you're like i'm a whore <laughs> <laughs> oh that's interesting i will never shame sex work that's there you go oh uh, i think i have a little bit different of a process so i mean of course what we're going to we're two different people but i think whenever i go through a bad breakup and this is only reserved for bad breakups because there's been some breakups that i'm just like okay (laughs) just never picked up the phone again wasn't worried about it like i'm cool with it yeah let's let's just you know who cares but for the ones that were really meaningful to me i do have a process and that process is of course, I'm sad for about a moment. But then what I do to try to to kill that sadness is I wait for a good night, like a, a nice, quiet, dark night, maybe not so cloudy, because the cloudy nights just kind of ruin it for me. But I, mm. I wait for kind of a clear, maybe semi-cloudy night where you still see most of the sky. And then I'll go out into my backyard and I'll pull up my rocking chair. Uh, I know that sounds very old manish, but yeah, it is true. I pull out my rocking chair. I sit there. I just kind of look up at the sky. And I will have two things. I will have a cigar. Sure. And then I will have a small glass or drink of mead. Mead. Yeah, mead. Yeah. And and so I, I'm celebrating and mourning the breakup with, with just a simple drink and 
a cigar. And then I'll just look up, stretch out on my rocking chair. And I kid you not, this song for me is the best song for breakups. It is my remedy song. And I will play George Strait's When Did You Stop Loving Me? <laughs> I, okay. I play that. And again, this is only reserved for, for the relationships that actually meant something to me or were, where I felt bad or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I will play When Did You Stop Loving Me by George Strait. Puff my cigar, okay. sip my mead, and just whatever emotions come in that song period, they come. Yeah. And whether that's just angry, maybe I I tear up a little bit, maybe I get that stupid little lump in your throat and that's it, then that that's what happens. And then when the song ends, I sit there in silence. And I just finish off the cigar because that you know the the song is going to end way before you finish a cigar. <laughs> yeah, you're doing something's really right. And then I just like I sit there and enjoy my cigar and look up and I process what happened. You know, like we broke up for this reason. It's a good reason that we broke up. It's a bad reason that we broke up. Whatever. But I process yeah. it and then at the end I come to the conclusion, it's over. Upward, onward. And tomorrow is better. And that's how I do it. So for me, it's like I said, uh, a George Strait song, a cigar, little glass of mead outside under the stars, uh, rocking and just processing what happened. And that and what, like I said, whatever emotions come, come. But that's mm -hmm. what I do. And um, that was really what helps me kind of deal with with breakups. That's my process. I really like that. There's a, a, a certain ceremony to it. There's like a off kilter sort of holiness to it. And it is a morning and a celebration. Here's what was good. Here's why it's over. And either way, the, the truth of the matter is you have to move on. I think that's a great transition to that, that mindset of it's over. Why is it over? Why does it have to be over to it is over? What's next? Yeah. And I think it's an important transition to have it really is i thought but everyone kind of needs their own thing maybe someone's process out though the the thing that bothers me for other people's breakups obviously not my own but again we all process things differently yeah. but i think the thing that drives me nuts are people who are very cliche about it like we have to go out and get stupid drunk and make bad choices like no you don't there's yeah there's you a much do healthier way to do yeah. this than uh going out getting drunk waking up with somebody and then discovering oh my god i've caught something or i'm yeah. about to have a baby and <laughs> Yep. Not knowing who that person is. So I think that will teach that bastard. My junk is rotten. Like right. That's... You know, uh, of course, it's after the breakup. So the guy's never going <laughs> to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or the girl doesn't matter. But yeah. I think that's that there's much healthier ways to do that. Like if you set up your own little ceremony, that way you don't find yourself in these positions of like, oh, God this sucks. I'm in so much pain. Let's drink it away. And then the next day you're in worse pain because you drank so much uh, that mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense to me. And I don't think people really think those things out. <laughs> no. 
I think it's adjacent to, to a healthier position, like where, where I go out and reconnect with friends. That's often when that's the approach of like, I need to, I'm going to go get my friends and we're going to get wasted like we did before. I think that's the, that's that's kind of like the the punch mark of why this is going going to go mm-hmm. poorly. It's like you did before because this person was so all consuming, mm-hmm. or was actually good and it just it ended. And instead of taking what was good from it and just trying to bottle everything attached to that person and throw it out as quickly as possible, because like like with your with your uh, approach having a morning and a celebration, mm-hmm. oh this was good. I can keep this. This is good. Like these I had these great moments. Um, he, he said I could keep the pictures, you know, like all the stuff that's good I get to keep, I can keep. I don't have to try and throw it all out and I'm not transitioning to who I was before. No, There's and no I like that. There. Yeah, absolutely. I like that and, and that's what works. But let's let's talk about something a little a little different. Let, let's flip the script a moment. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a happy breakup? Like, just like, oh my God, we're breaking up. I'm so glad about this. Because <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. I've had a couple of those. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't, I personally don't think so. Not that they've all been like uh, vicious and mean. Plenty of have been uh, very mm-hmm. mean spirited. Um, and resentment has grown after the fact. The, the what comes to mind for me, uh, the closest I can think of that started as a as a good breakup and devolved with a, into a lot of resentment against me. Um, many years ago, this woman I was seeing, she was going to be moving away. This is like college years. She was going to be moving across the country, and realistically, we we're both very realistic about this. She was going to meet someone there and go and go start a new relationship. I didn't want to have a long distance relationship uh, and nothing against them, but there will, when you're, you know, when They're you're young hard. and vibrant and you are actively making a huge change in your life, it doesn't make a lot of sense. No. If you really, if you're certain, sure. God bless. Good luck. Uh, may the odds be in your favor, but they're not. Mm-hmm. And it's asking a lot to have that be a, hey, I know you're going to this new place. I know you're getting a new job, going to a new school, going to change every aspect of your day-to-day life, but I do need you to be responsible enough not to cheat on me, not yeah. to start new, because I'm here with all of our friends and all of the people we know, and you were there all by yourself, mm-hmm. starting new relationships with new people, and don't you dare get a tingle in your panties. That feels silly. <laughs> Like that feel for me that feels a little selfish. And there and self there's a place for selfishness in a relationship. Absolutely. Doesn't speak to me. So I wasn't I wasn't up for it. Mm-hmm. Um and I told her that up front, like I'm not into that. Go meet someone. I'm not gonna take that from you. Going off to, to a new place. Enjoy it. Um when you come back, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Perfectly happy to pick back up and what happens in between is not really either of our business. Um, and at first she was having that like deadline. She was fine with it. Um, and even like suggested to a a mutual friend, like, oh, you know who you should have sex with? You should have sex with Carlo. And her friend was like, I should, 
<laughs> Which and wow, you're getting hoard. Then out. they told that's... me. Yeah, then they told that happened. I've been hoard out so many times. I that's why that's why I don't take it personally. It happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, so they had that conversation. Then they brought it to me. I was like, um, okay, sure, <laughs> fine. We'll we'll wait till you're gone and we'll see what we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a like we knew on the day we were going to just officially break up. Like it's over on this day because you're moving over there. Um, I'll help with you know pack your stuff, whatever. I'll help, I'll help you get ready to leave, whatever you want me to do. Um, and when you leave, we're done. We're like it's over. If it comes back, great. If it doesn't, we had a good time. Um, and it was amicable and it was sweet. And I think having a because I feel for me, there was a lot of, there was a good closure to that. We knew exactly when we were going to be done. We knew we were going to go off and do something new things. She returned. Uh, her friend and I were sleeping together. She got mad because this other woman I was sleeping with, uh, she didn't, she was like, no, I, I wanted you to sleep with her. So when I got back, I could just take you back from her. Like, oh, well, that's terrible. That's kind uh, of- I'm also seeing this other woman here who I knew before, but I wasn't pursuing, like I did nothing untoward. We were just, we were friends, but then I wasn't seeing anybody. And she was like, Hey, we're not, you're not seeing anybody. I'm not seeing anybody. I have a great idea. It involves our, our, our uh, sexual organs. And it was a good idea. <laughs> but so when, when the woman came back, the animosity appeared, which is like, well, I thought we were getting back together. Like, well, I, no, we, that was a possibility. We didn't know that, but I'm not going to stop seeing someone that I care very deeply for for someone I not, I'm not seeing. Like, you've, you've been gone for a few years. Yeah. You went somewhere else. You had a life. Uh, you, you started seeing someone. It didn't work out. You came back. I'm not on hold. I got to tell you, that that's a pretty interesting story there. But it, it did sound like a, a kind of a good breakup because you did have it, like, you knew when it was going to happen. Yeah. And then there was almost like this... <laughs> exchange of power like you know a handing (laughs) off of of you know like i'm handing you off to her now and so there's someone there to kind of ease the blow and the pain Mm -hmm. so it it, it, that is pretty interesting and i'm going to say that is a very very unique story um very interesting story so (laughs) i think for i've had a couple of oh my god i am so thrilled this is over type of situation yeah. And where the breakup just prompted nothing but joy. <laughs> Finally. Like, like, oh, thank God. So I'm not going to give names, but I'm definitely going to give out some stories. So I'll probably get a few threats or emails or threatening emails or just psychos showing up. Uh, so I had and those, met. And those threatening emails can be sent to the VCR show. The VCR show. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, what ends up happening is this. There was this woman who I was seeing, who I'm just going to say, just for the sake of the story, so you have a little bit of background, without going into too much detail, ended up moving in with me under some false pretenses. Let, let, let's go with that. Wait, this is your everything. It's a good breakup at the end. Yes. Sorry. Right. I feel like it's a different version of a good breakup for mine already because she, under false pretenses, has moved in with you. Yes. So you okay. kind of see where it's going to go a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, so she ends up in my house. 
which was only supposed to be for uh, a couple of weeks. So she got situated with this apartment. And that couple of weeks damn near became six months. Mm-hmm. And I was so miserable. I was just so miserable. I didn't realize how mental she was. <laughs> the oh, stuff that she did and the stuff that she said was just insane. Um, there was this point of time, Carlo, I kid you not. Uh, you know, I had just got a, 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 a new job and I'm driving off to the job and I get this phone call and I'm nowhere near Houston. I'm having to go outside of Houston for, for this job, at least 30 minutes outside. And uh, and I get this phone call saying, oh, there, there's some there's some woman running away from my car. And this is at five in the morning. Like the dog was barking and, and I went out there and some woman's running off and, and she ran this direction. So when I get back from work, I start kind of looking through the directions and going to the neighbor's house and saying, hey, did you by any chance see anything around this time? And then so this kept occurring and it just, it got really weird. And of course, it's only this happening. Huh? This kept occurring. How, how many times did this happen? A, a couple of times, a couple, enough to where... I was like, something's really wrong here. And then I started putting things together a little bit. I was like, mm -hmm. I'm starting to notice this is only happening when I'm not here and I can't catch things. You know, yeah. it's only very specific to the times where I am absent. And I was like, and there was never any other witness. No, never. And and I and, and here's the thing. So she kept saying that these things were happening and that it, you know, of course, safety and all that, and you know, she's scared. So here I am, I go out and being the techie that I am, I'm like, I'm I'm buying a video system and I'm installing it. And it will yeah. alert me whenever it so I put up all these cameras around the house and I have it in a central area and it alerts me when anything happens. And just to kind of flip ahead here. So all of a sudden something happens. I was like, okay, it's not a problem. We got it on video. And she's like, uh, no, you don't. I was like, why wouldn't I have it on video? I, I set this fucking system up. That's I know where everything's works. at. I, I know that it's on video. There's no way you can get anywhere near these doors or the driveway or, or anything without it being captured because yeah. I created it and I set the parameters. But anyway, she's like, um, I was cleaning your office and I accidentally unplugged the, you know, the video system. And I think I forgot to plug it back in. I was like, this is bullshit. This yeah. is absolute yeah. bullshit. Yeah. So uh, that's just a small example of one of the many, many things that she did to drive me nuts, which were these really weird. And I started to realize these are just made up stories. The, yeah. the, there's no one coming here and stalking. Gaslighting you for attention. Yeah, that there, there. It's not. No one is coming after you. There's no ex girlfriend of mine coming after you. Yeah. Uh, that this is just insane. This is just you being insane. And there's a lot of other insane red flags that popped up, but I won't get into that. Okay. Yeah. Uh. So this was just driving me nuts. And at this point, I've been trying to get her to leave for quite some time. <laughs> yeah. 
and this is the thing Good you idea. know my you need to leave have you found an apartment uh are you doing anything to progress forward isn't working but the thing that worked was she flat out asked me do you see this going anywhere and i'm like no <laughs> Tell no, me. get out of my house. Get, get the fuck out. <laughs> what, what? And that's the thing that prompted her to leave. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell? You know, I couldn't make it any more clearer. But that was the thing. And mm. I shit you not, the day she moved out, oh my God, I had, I was rejoicing. I mean, I was so thrilled. Like, I jumped in my bed and I spread out like an eagle. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, this feels so good. I'm going to sleep well tonight. And just, it, it was, I had never been so thrilled that a relationship had ended in my life. Did you remind her like, and remember, there's a fucking video feed. So if you show yeah. the fuck up. I have access to this and you don't, at least, you know, uh, that, that I was just so, so thrilled. Gosh. Damn. Like I'd never been more thrilled in my life <laughs> than when, when that ended and how it was a happy breakup for me. I don't know yeah. about her, but I was, I was ecstatic. I was like, I yes, like that's your responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll give you a, uh, one other short one that I was pretty happy about. Okay. Oh, uh, but I, and I've told you about this. Me and you, you mm -hmm. actually helped me through this one. You were my friend to listen to me vent on this one. I don't know if you remember. Uh, because yeah. me and you were going to record something. And then I was in a mood. I think you picked up on it. And I, I just started telling you about, hey, I just went through a breakup. And it was it was just really weird. Yeah. I, I was down about it for a minute. But then I realized the situation it was. And I, then I was super happy about it. Because yeah. uh, I was trying was to get out of it anyway. It was the right call. It, was... it, it really, oh my God, it really, really was. So mm -hmm. let, let me give you a recap and, and give my audience something to laugh at because- Yeah, give them the context. Like, yes, it's always great to laugh at my pain, right? <laughs> it's a little bit of a journey, folks. Buckle up. It is. So uh, strap in and get ready. So I was, I had met this woman in the time of the plague at the very beginning when things were shutting down here in Houston. And it was great. Everything in the beginning was absolutely great. And um, it went on for a while and it, it was wonderful and, and things were progressing. And then all of a sudden it becomes, you know, um, she's my age and she had children. I don't have children, but she has children. But most of her kids were adults. You know, they were in their 20s and about to graduate from college type of adults, right? Mm -hmm. And... She had one little girl who was 10 at the time. And the little girl one day while me and her mom are talking, uh, jumps in there and invites me to her first communion. Do you remember this, Carlo? I do. Okay. So yeah. and I think it's important for anyone who was, who was not um, either Catholic or recovering Catholic. Uh, this is a big deal. Yeah. Oh God! This it's sixteen quinceanera. This mm -hmm. is a big deal. This is culturally. This is this is huge, and 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 so I'm invited to yeah. this little girl's first communion. Yeah. And, and okay, and mom didn't say, "Will you come to her?" The little girl asked, asked me. Yes, the little girl asked me to to attend her first communion, yeah. 
And uh, I was very thrilled. And I said, yes, I, I will be there. So yeah. day of the communion comes. I'm, I get to the, I'm dressed to the nines. I'm in a suit. I got her this first communion gift, which was a, a book and a rosary and a candle for her communion. Um, and I show up. And this, this is the journey of when I know things are going to start falling down. When you go to a church and you realize, oh my God, I'm in trouble. <laughs> you know, it's going to be bad. So I you look up at the crucifix and Jesus is like, dude, go, just run. You man. just, I can't run. You can out. get out of here. <laughs> yeah. The saints are even pointing at the door all dramatically. Like St. Anthony's like, I, I will help you find your way out of here. <laughs> Because he's so, patron. Patron's like, I'm going to throw a sheep at him, bro. You go. You, go. you just run. Run, bro. Run. <laughs> so I, I think get Saint there. <laughs> For those of you who don't get the St. Anthony joke, uh, St. Anthony is the patron saint of lost things. <laughs> so I, I need to find my way out. I don't, I don't, it's Catholic humor. So anyway, uh, I get there. They're sitting in the front uh, pew. So I walk down there. And... Carlo, let's just say mm -hmm. you are meeting your girlfriend's family for the first time yeah. and you have arrived and you are presented. What do you think her first step should be? Uh, you had not met the other, the other family at this point. No, I have not. This is my first time. Uh, the expectation, I think, mm -hmm. is before the act, before the ceremony, everything like when everyone's gathering and meeting. Um, hi, this is <laughs> this hey, is thank oh, you. This is a, thank you, you, would, yes. you would go like, hi, here's this person I've I brought to this big family event, to this important religious community community event of ours. Mm -hmm. Here's someone you all don't know. They are here. Although, I mean, the little girl asked you, like, you, give, you know the little girl well enough that she asked. Not mom asked you through the little yeah. girl. The little girl wanted to be there. Mm -hmm. So you're, this is a big deal. This is, the, is. Uh, this is bigger than, uh, than like a first vacation together relationship level mm -hmm. stuff. It would make sense to go like, so everyone, here's this dude who is important enough to be here. Yes. But, I, but what actually happened? So I show up. And I'm there with the little bag, a little first communion bag with her gifts in it. Mm -hmm. And I get there and dead silence. Like I was not introduced. No mm -hmm. one said, hey, th this is my, uh, my girlfriend should have stood up and should have, I say that, uh, should yeah. have stood up and said properly, this is Chris. And he, she doesn't even have to say, this is my boyfriend, all she had to do is say, this is Chris, or, or this is Chris, my boyfriend, or, you know, anything like that, just a proper introduction, yeah. nothing. So I end up introducing myself. Right. And as I'm introducing that, my- That's a faux pas. Yeah. That's a, that's a mistake that, but it maybe didn't occur to her. She's doing other stuff. Like, it, it, it makes sense to make that fucking oops. Yes, and it does. But but here's as I go into the story, you'll see yeah. where the oops becomes a okay. This is a problem. Yeah. Uh, because I could totally dig that. So I introduce myself, and then I introduce you know her older kids are there, and I introduce myself, and and they're just like, uh, uh, not even a hi, hello, thanks for coming. Yeah. They were just 
weird. I was like, okay, don't take him personally. They're probably yeah. just weirded out that this guy is here. Which is not completely unfounded. Yeah, it's it's not. It's you're not. not dad. No, I'm not. I'm not. You're yeah. It's like, oh hey, you're you're banging my mom. Pleased to meet you. Yes. It doesn't have to be like that. But a, a polite like, nice to meet you. And then they could ignore you the rest of the time. But just yeah, baseline. Anything. But kids are shitty. Yes, they are. And so I'm there, and uh, ceremony is over. She was starting for communion, and then I'm taking some photos at the end of the mass, and. Yeah. Because you're a photographer, you're not just randomly... Yeah, I also do photography, so I'm doing some yeah. some photos for them. And yeah. then, you know, like, the older kids don't want to be part of the photo. I'm like, this is your little sister's communion. I mean, yeah. but, it's, it, but it, it felt like it was because of my presence that they didn't want to be part of it. And because I was taking mm-hmm. the photos, I was like, I've never met y'all. This is kind of funky that you would even act this way. Yeah. Um, so then I was like, okay, this, this doesn't feel right. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll just end it here and head home after this. But then the little girl comes up to me and she's like, are you coming to my house? So for, for the reception, and I was like, yes. And now I've committed. So yeah, I was like, the little girl. okay. Who's the only one in the family that likes you. <laughs> the, only, the only one next to her mom, the only one who, yeah. who even spoke to me. So then I show up to the house for the reception mm-hmm. and it's just again big family event. Mm-hmm. You're going to go meet more of the family for the first time. Exactly. And so I'm there and I walk in shit. You not the exact same thing. No one says hi, no introduction. You know, I was expecting at least maybe you introduced me the second round. Didn't yeah. happen. And everyone's just ignoring me. Like I sat down at the table with a couple of the uh, the older ones and I'm eating and like they just, they're talking and like, I don't exist. It mm-hmm. was like, who, you know, nothing's here. Uh, so that was funky. But then what really got funky is her dad walks out. Okay, patriarch. He's the... Yeah. He's sure. the dad of the family, uh, yeah. the, the kid's grandfather. And so he walks Presumably out. he's paying for the spread. Yes, presumably. He's hosting the party to an extent. You know, and so I stood up. You know, here I am dressed in nines. I stood up. Mm-hmm. I, I stuck my hand out so he could shake it. Or at least I offered it. And I said, hello, and my name is blah, 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 blah. And the guy just walked by me. Like he smiled, did a little... <laughs> And walked by. Didn't say. He blank you. He didn't like pretend not to hear you or possibly not hear you. Fully no. engaged. He just had to go like, oh yeah, you're a person. I just don't care. She saw me, acknowledged me, smiled, laughed, and walked the fuck on. And I was like, I'm just gonna sit the fuck down now and I contemplate a way. For one second, can I ask them? Yeah. Uh, so, Latino family. Yes. Does he speak English? Yeah, no excuse. No, 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 no excuse. <laughs> I was, I was, I would let that go. Oh, he doesn't speak English. He was like maybe embarrassed. Fine, mm-hmm. but no, he does. He just was being a prick. Yeah, and okay. so I was like, "What the fuck?" So I sat down. I'm like, "Okay, I need to contemplate a way to get out of here." And so I'm, I'm doing that in my head because this, this is just piss poor. 
you know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I shouldn't be treated that way. And she shouldn't be allowing that either. But anyway, I make up this excuse. I had to go home because I hadn't fed my dog yet. I was only at the reception for not even an hour. I shit, you know, I left in 50 minutes. That's how bad it was in 50 minutes. I took off yeah. and uh, not 15, 50, five, zero. And yeah. I, I left. I, I, I felt like shit after I left. And then later on, uh, a couple of days later, you know, she's calling me and, and she's uh, telling me, you know, my dad said something weird to the kids. And I was like, okay, what? And here I'm just thinking it's, it's just going to be like, oh my God, that's a, a great guy or a nice looking guy or whatever, something like something pleasant. Right. And no, it was. Hello, this is Vada of the VCR Show. Tune in next Monday for the second part of the episode Breakups. Discover which breakups we felt guilty about, and maybe some that we didn't. <laughs> also discover our remedies to get over a bad breakup. So tune in next week as we take you down this exciting journey of breakups and how me and Carlo handle that. And maybe you can even share some of your breakups and how you handle it. Email us at thevcrshow at gmail.com. You can also follow us at The VCR Show on Twitter and on Instagram. Program support given to VCR by A Clean Space for You and Multi Services. You can contact them at Clean Space for You at gmail.com or give them a call at 832-297-1704. They can also be found on Facebook at Clean Space for You, all one word. Say hi to Rachel for us. You were listening to VCR, creative content by Richard Christopher Vara and Carlo Manuel Magana. The logo is created by Richard Christopher Vara with assistance from Annie Ramirez. The theme song is The Messenger by Silent Partner and can be found on YouTube Sound Library. <laughs>